Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of the Bat Flip Crazy Podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis. I'm your host, Toby. Thanks so much for listening. In today's podcast, we're going to be covering some possible waiver wire additions uh, for this weekend, July 30th, including a bunch of Royals and some pitchers flashing some nice skills. If you want to listen to past episodes, including episodes 3, 6, and 9, which are past waiver-wired episodes, and cover some guys still hanging out on the waiver wire, you can find those podcasts on iTunes and other podcast platforms. If you like what you're hearing, go give us a five-star rating and write us a nice review. Tell your friends, share on social media, help us spread the word. Really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who has already left a five-star rating and review. Uh, Really appreciate it and uh, can't thank you all enough. I've joked before on previous podcasts that I uh, may sound a little quiet sometimes because I'm trying not to wake up uh, my two uh, children, ages four and 18 months. Uh, Tonight I am also trying not to wake up uh, my in-laws who are Uh, sleeping in the room next door. So if I get quiet, that is probably the reason. You can follow me on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy, on Instagram, BatFlipCrazy, Facebook, BatFlipCrazyFantasy, and the blog is BatFlipCrazy.com. Also have a YouTube channel, uh, uh, BatFlipCrazy. Just search for that on YouTube. You should be able to find um, uh, the video we've created there. And I do mean video as in one. Uh, Still need to work on building up that library. Hoping to create a nice little uh, uh, space for folks to learn um, some of the uh, tools and resources uh, that are available to fantasy baseball players. Anyway, let's hop right into the Waiver Wire podcast and let's get this party started. All right. This week's waiver wire is a little bit of a, a challenge uh, for folks. Uh, the trade deadline is coming up uh, on July 31st on Monday. And so we're trying to figure out um, ahead of time who may be moving where, what opportunities might uh, open up, what value. Uh, for players is going to change based on where they might move or other players on their team that might move, uh, which makes it a little difficult and and very speculative. What I'm going to do is just focus on uh, a number of hitters and pitchers who have either uh, moved recently or have been uh, playing well enough to potentially deserve to be on your fantasy baseball rosters. As I usually do, I generally try to focus on folks who are uh, not owned in all 12-team leagues and 15-team uh, and leagues. I try to focus on that size. If you do have any questions on folks that I do not cover on the podcast, feel free to connect uh, on Twitter or other social media uh, and just ask, and I can uh, try to get you some information there. So the first person we're going to start off with is Brian Goodwin, the new outfielder for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Goodwin, um, in 88, uh, played appearances this year is hitting 243 with nine runs, uh, three home runs, 
13 RBI and three stolen bases. He's got an 11.4% walk rate, uh, which is above average, and then a 31.8% K rate, which is also uh, above average. Now, as you can tell by the walk rate, the elevated walk rate, uh, Goodwin has a good eye. He's got a 23.3% O swing percentage, uh, which is much better than league average. It's about 7% above, uh, or actually better than league average. And over his 410 plate appearances in his career, he has a 25.8% uh, career O swing or uh, chase rate on pitches outside the zone, which is very solid. So throughout his career, he's really displayed uh, above average plate discipline. From a contact perspective, he's at 81.8% Z contact, in-zone contact this year. His career average is 83.7%, uh, which is about 2% below league average, which is, uh, which is around 85.5%. So this is, the contact isn't too bad. And so I think you'd expect um, him to likely improve uh, on that uh, strikeout rate that you see, which is uh, pretty high above 30%. His hard hit rate is at 35.4% this year, uh, which is right around league average, and his career is at 34.9%, so right in line with career. Uh, one area where he is doing worse than previously is in his fly ball rate, 29.8% so far in his 88 plate appearances this year. Over his career, it's been a, a little bit above league average at 38.8%. So I anticipate as that sample size of plate appearances increases, we'll likely see that fly ball percentage uh, tick up a little bit. Uh, taking a look at his X stats, he's got a 246 expected average uh, on that, 20, uh, that 243 average, so right in line there. Uh, three home runs on 2.8 expected home runs, so again, uh, kind of lined up um, there as well. 23.4% uh, line drive rate, 46.8% ground ball rate, along with that 28, 29.8%. Uh, the line drive percentage and the ground ball percentage, my guess would be uh, as he plays more, will likely go down, and we'll see that fly ball percentage uh, elevate closer to his career uh, average. Um, you know, don't know that's going to happen for sure, obviously, but uh, line drive percentage tends to have the most. Uh, variance, and so I think we will uh, likely see that one uh, go down um, uh, a little bit. Uh, one um, one thing that where we see the batted ball profile that's a little bit more ground ball heavy than usual for Goodwin is in his uh, in his X stats. You know, breaks breaks down batted balls into six categories instead of three for a little bit more precision. Uh, they have dribblers, which are bad ground balls, um, those are up 4% for Goodwin, and his uh, regular ground ball rate, which are just regular ground balls, they have a higher BABIP than those dribblers, which are just kind of uh, crunched into the ground. That's up 5% as well. So you can see that about 9 to 10% increase in dribblers and ground balls combined uh, reflects that increase in ground ball percentage uh, for Goodwin. Good news is that his hard drive rate, those are kind of ideally hit batted balls, high line drives, low fly balls that tend to go for extra base hits and home runs. Uh, it's well above league average by about 4% at 14.9%, which is great. And his pop-up rate 
uh, is below league average at 15%, about 2% below league average. So taking a look overall at Goodwin, I think Goodwin is going to get plenty of at-bats in Kansas City. They're going to want to see uh, what he can provide and whether he can be a part of their future moving forward. He's not, uh, he's, you know, uh, he hasn't played a full major league season. That was 410 uh, plate appearances um, over his career, but um, he is uh, 27. So he's not, he's not a youngin, uh, but still not, uh, you know, an older guy. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what he's able to accomplish. Uh, overall, I think he is one of the better ads uh, on this week's waiver wire. Uh, he's a potential low-end five-category contributor. What I mean by that is he's not going to hit a ton of home runs or steal a ton of bases most likely, um, but he's likely to give you kind of solid uh, contribution overall. Uh, for in, in the stolen base department, he's 9 for 11 uh, in his career, so that bodes, bodes well, and he's also going to a team that likes to steal a lot, that plays in a division uh, that is conducive to stealing bases um, with you know, teams like the White Sox uh, and the Twins uh, who do not uh, catch uh, stolen uh, people stealing uh, very often. Uh, so love the potential. This week he's got a great matchup with both the White Sox and the Twins. Uh, so definitely somebody, if you add, you could play him uh, this week. Uh, that is a little bit about Brian Goodwin, one of the top ads uh, for the week of July 30th. One thing I failed to mention on Goodwin is that he has played uh, in every game he's been available for the Royals, and he's batted seventh in the lineup. Next up, we have Lourdes Gurriel uh, of the Toronto Blue Jays, a rookie. He is uh, eligible at second base and shortstop in most uh, leagues, and I know in fan tracks he's also available uh, or also eligible in the outfield. He has been on absolute fire with nine consecutive multi-hit games. Uh, in 137 plate appearances this year, Guriel is batting 308 with 16 runs, seven home runs, 18 RBI, and one stolen base. He's got a very low walk percentage at 2.2% uh, and a below average K rate at 20.4%, uh, a similar profile to his brother, Yuli Gurriel, um, who is, uh, is notorious for having a low walk percentage, but also carries a much lower uh, K rate than that. In terms of skills, Gurriel's got a 40.9% O swing, so not surprising that his chase rate is about 10% above league average with that very low walk rate. His Z contact is a couple uh, percentage points above league average at 87.6%, which is great and supports that, uh, that below average strikeout rate. He's got a 31.4% hard hit rate, so below league average, and his fly ball rate at 34.3% is slightly below league average. And when we take a look at his expected stats through xstats.org, he's got a 316 expected average on that 308 average and a 7 and 7.8 expected home runs uh, supporting his seven home runs. So in both instances, he's actually um, underperforming, uh, though just, uh, just, just slightly. 
uh, given the small sample size. In terms of his uh, batted ball profile, he's got a 22.9% line drive rate, 42.9% ground ball rate, and a 34.3% uh, fly ball rate. So um, a decent batted ball profile there. When we dig a little deeper uh, in X-Stats, uh, batted ball profile, he's got a really nice 15% hard drive rate, which is about 4% above league average. Uh, and then he's got also a low dribbler percentage rate at 20%. League average is about 24%. That's great to see from somebody who hits a decent amount of ground balls. Uh, they are they tend to be a higher quality, higher BABIP uh, ground balls than, um, than, uh, than league average. Over his last 15 games, Gurriel has shown some really nice improvement at the plate. He's still got a high O swing, but it's down at 36%, so down about 5%. His Z contact is way up at 91.3%, uh, so well above league average, getting into the elite uh, range. He's got a 26.9% hard hit rate, so still you know a little disappointing there, um, but obviously he's making uh, decent contact given what we've seen with the expected stats. Then his fly ball rate is also down at 26.7%. Over his last 15 games, as I mentioned, he has been on fire. 410, 9 runs, 4 home runs, and 10 RBI. Um, that 410 average does come on a 438 BABIP. Obviously, we don't expect him to hit over 400, but expected stats and his current batting average show that he can uh, hit for a, a very high average. Uh, there's some also those really nice trends in contact rate and plate discipline. And then when you couple those with the solid batted ball data, like the hard drive percentage, uh, the low dribbler percentage, and then an 8% barrels per plate appearance, which is almost double league average, uh, you can see uh, there's something to be excited about for Guriel. He's also got decent matchups coming up this week against the A's uh, and the Mariners, who don't have uh, great... Uh, pitching staffs. Um, so Guriel, definitely somebody you want to look for if you're looking for uh, any help at second base, shortstop, or middle infield in your league. Next up, we are going back to our beloved Royals for this episode. Uh, Adalberto Mondesi, formerly Raul Mondesi Jr., um, is, has been getting uh, at bats with the uh, Royals since returning from uh, I believe bereavement uh, league he, uh, leave he was gone for a uh, handful of games in 87 plate appearances this year he is hitting 294 with 16 runs three home runs 11 RBI and eight stolen bases those eight stolen bases in 87 plate appearances are obviously awesome and the key for Mondesi is if you are looking for speed he is a very intriguing guy. He, uh, like Guriel, has a very low walk rate, a 2.3% walk rate, and then his K rate is above league average at 26.4%. He's got a 42.4% O swing, uh, which is terrible, about 12% worse than league average, and it's 41.8% in his 291 career plate appearances, so nothing new there. Uh, he has an 81% Z contact, which is right around his career rate of 81.3%, about 4% below league average. He's got a 43.1% hard hit rate this year, 
which is a big jump from his career rate of 33.9%. And that 43.1% mark is about eight points above league average, uh, which is awesome. His fly ball rate is at 33.9%, uh, slightly below league average and a little bit below his career rate of 36%. That's not necessarily um, terrible for Mondesi given his speed. We don't mind him hitting, hitting balls on the ground uh, too much. He's got a 246 expected average, um, so he is uh, overperforming a good little bit on that uh, 294 average so far, although I, I will say that that 246 expected average does not count uh, yesterday's games, while the 294 average does, um, so that might be up slightly. Xstats also sometimes... Uh, uh, sometimes with speedsters, it... Uh, there's a there's a there's a gap between the expected um, average and the average because they are beating out uh, ground balls a little bit more than usual on things like bunts or ground balls. So something to consider there. On his three home runs, he actually has 3.3 expected home runs supporting. Uh, so supporting that batted ball profile, 19.6% line drive rate, 46.4% uh, ground ball rate with that 33.9% fly ball rate. Um, he, his dribblers are down, uh, 8% this year, uh, over his previous, um, uh, over, uh, previous year he is, but he's still at 29.3%, which is about 5% above league average. Definitely want to see that number, um, go down. The cool thing is that his hard drive rate though, um, I don't know if it's cool necessarily, but. Uh, the great thing is his hard drive rate is at 17.2%, which is a 9% increase. Um, and that is some really, uh, that's really great. That's about 6% above league average. Uh, not sure whether he's going to be able to sustain that, but um, one thing we've seen is that his hard hit rate is up. Um, so maybe he's driving those uh, hard drives a little bit more. Uh, his pop-up percentage is up 1%, but still a solid 15.5% below league average by about 1.5%. Um, so all in all, you know, uh, he, 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 hits a, he hits a fair amount of dribblers, but there's some positives there to look at in his batted ball profile. Now where a lot of the positives come from is actually um, his recent performance. So over his last 10 games, his O swing is down to 37.9%, so still uh, much worse than league average, about 7%, 7.5% worse than league average but some improvement. His Z contact is all the way up at 87.7%, so above league average, which is great. He's really hitting the ball hard, 44.4% hard hit rate. And then his fly ball rate is right around league average at 34.6%. Again, don't mind this necessarily with a speedster like him. So obviously Mondesi, the key for him is if you need speed, he is um, a terrific add, uh, so long as you may be able to grapple with uh, a little slightly lower batting average um, in OBP leagues. He's a little tough because of the walk percentage, but there's nothing really, really too terrible about, about him. He also has a great week coming up with the White Sox in Minnesota um, uh, against the White Sox and the Twins, uh, both of whom are not the best at uh, stopping base stealers and also don't have the greatest pitching staffs. And so that should be hopefully a really nice week for him. He just got off of stealing uh, two bases in the second part of the doubleheader uh, yesterday against the Yankees. 
Now he's also showing some signs of power with those three home runs and 87 plate appearances, which is really nice. He's batting ninth consistently for the Royals, which is kind of a bummer just because he won't get as many plate appearances and his OBP won't be that high, which is a bummer with somebody who uh, likes to steal bases. But it hasn't really been bothering him so far as he is uh, averaging about one stolen base uh, per uh, 10 plate appearances or a little bit more than uh, every 10 plate appearances, which is a really phenomenal uh, number. So Mondesi is a guy you want to add if you are looking for speed and you might be surprised to get a little bit more uh, in the package. Taking a brief trip from our uh, stroll through Royal Land uh, on this week's Waiver Wire podcast. Next up is Mitch Garver, catcher for the Minnesota Twins. Over 218 plate appearances this year. Garver is hitting 264 with 22 runs, 5 home runs, 22 RBI, and no stolen bases. He's got a solid 10.1% walk rate, uh, a couple points above league average, and his K rate is at 22.9% right around league average. He's got a 20.8% O swing, which is phenomenal and supports that higher walk rate. 85.7% Z contact, so right in line with league average. 37.5% hard hit rate, a couple points above league average, and then about a league average 35.7% fly ball rate. Now, Garber's been a little bit unlucky this year. He gets a 291 expected average um, from X stats and his five home runs are coming on 5.1 expected home runs. So line up right there. Uh, Garver is hitting too many pop-ups. Um, based on X stats, six batted ball categories, pop-ups are those automatic outs, so kind of your can of corn fly balls or your infield fly balls. 19.6% uh, of those, about 2.5% above league average. But otherwise, he's got fairly, uh, you know, right around league average across the board. Um, in the other categories, which is uh, okay. Um, where Garver has really thrived is over his last 30 games. He's got a 22.7% O swing, so up a couple points, but still very strong. His Z contact is up at 89.8%, so about 4% above league average, which is great. His hard hit rate's down a little bit at 34.3%, but he's also bumped up his fly ball rate to 40.9%, so about by 5%. And then when we look at his last 30 games, he's batting 321, eight runs, three home runs, 13 RBI. Obviously, catcher is brutal uh, this year. And so if you play in a two-catcher league, um, you know, those are some really nice, even a one-catcher league, to be honest with you, this year. Uh, those are some really nice uh, stats. X stats more than supports this. Uh, he's got a 332 expected average over his last 30 days, not exactly his last 30 games uh, since Xstats breaks it down by days, uh, but still very strong. And then he's got 2.9 expected home runs uh, over that period of time um, and a 17.8% hard drive rate. So almost 7% above league average, which is awesome. Uh, as I mentioned, Garver is a great option for a catcher too. If he's hanging out on your waiver wire, uh, you'll be lucky if he is. He's got a terrific approach offensively, which is great. He could be the catcher of the future for the Twins, um, but he also needs to improve defensively. That's one thing to consider. Obviously, defense takes priority uh, in catching. He's got a negative seven defensive runs saved, 
um, which is not good. And then he's a very poor framer, according to Stat Corner. He's actually, uh, I think, the third worst uh, framer among catchers, um, according to uh, that website. So something to keep in mind, but offensively, which is what we care about in fantasy, Garver is a very solid catcher too. Next up, we are going to hop on the Royal Train again for two players, uh, Lucas Duda. Uh, Duda, in 242 plate appearances this year, is hitting 242. Uh, 22 runs, 8 home runs, 33 RBI, no stolen bases. Uh, 6.2% walk rate, and uh, which is slightly, which is about 2% below league average, and then a 28.1% K rate, uh, about uh, 5 uh, 5.5% above league average. 32.6% um, O swing, uh, so he's chasing pitches outside the zone. zone. This actually isn't typical of Duda, especially recently. He's, he's actually had a pretty decent eye uh, on the Mets and then the Rays last year. 83.6% Z contact, so slightly below league average. 38.8% hard hit rate, slightly above average, and then a 44.1% fly ball rate. Uh, a good deal above league average, but actually not quite uh, where Duda usually is. Now, Duda has been unlucky this year, according to XStats, 279 expected average, uh, so about a 35-point gap there between his average and expected average uh, that he's underperforming, and he's got eight ho- on those eight home runs, he's got 9.8 expected home runs, so maybe some positive regression um, coming for Duda. This also might reflect, uh, the improved average may reflect the fact that he's got a 27% line drive rate this year, uh, 28.9% ground ball rate, 44.1% fly ball rate. So his line drive rate is uh, higher than it usually is, and his fly ball rate is lower than it usually is, which may be why that expected average is higher, um, but it definitely still likes the power at 9.8 expected home runs in those 242 uh, plate appearances. Now, when we break it down by X-Stats batted ball categories, um, he's got way too many pop-ups, 25% of his balls in play. Our pop-ups are pretty much automatic outs, but he is maintaining a solid hard drive rate at 15%, about 4% above league average. Over the last 30 games, uh, or the last 30, yeah, over the last 30 games, um, everything's headed in the wrong direction. 34.9% 34.9% O swing, uh, so uh, about 2% above where he is for the year. An 80.8% Z contact, about 5% worse than league average, and 3% worse than he is for the season. His hard hit rate has jumped to 46.3%, which is great. Uh, that is 11% above league average, which is awesome. His fly ball rate is down at 41.8%, but he is hitting that 40-40 we like to see on hard hit rate and fly ball rate. And over those last 30 games, uh, he's got a, he's hitting 219 with eight uh, runs, three home runs, 11 RBI. And then over the last 30 days, a 234 expected average with 4.3 expected home runs. So he's been a little lucky, uh, unlucky, uh, especially recently on those home runs. So Duda, as usual, is a power-only option, really. He may not kill your average like some power-only guys, um, but he uh, he does have the potential to do that. It's going to be interesting to see where, uh, if Duda is traded, uh, where he lands and how much 
that impacts his plate appearances. At this point in time, he's just a 15-teamer, but if he ends up in the right situation, uh, you never know. He may be viable in uh, shallower leagues. Uh, definitely monitor him at the trade deadline to see if he goes and where he ends up. Somebody who's already been traded and is now a teammate of Duda is Brett Phillips, a prospect from the Brewers system uh, who has 122 major league plate appearances. Uh, during that time, he's got a 257 batting average, 11 runs, four home runs, 16 RBIs, and five stolen bases. So you can see kind of the power speed combo there. 9% walk rate, 36.9% K rate. The walk rate right around league average, the K rate way above league average uh, by about uh, 14, 14.5%. Now the skills support uh, both of these numbers. Got a 20.6% O swing, which is elite. 7.7% Z contact, which is about 8% worse than league average, so not very good. 30.8% hard hit rate, which is about 5% below league average. And then a 35.9% fly ball rate, which is right around league average. When we take a look at his expected stats from xstats.org over the last, or over those 122 plate appearances, He's hitting uh, about two, he's got an expected average around 215-ish. Uh, uh, he's got a 210 expected average this year and a 222 expected average last year. So just throw those together uh, to get that 215-ish expected average. Uh, three home runs on um, uh, 3.1 uh, expected uh, home runs uh, so far um, throughout his career. Career. Uh, he's got 21.9% line drive rate, 42.2% ground ball rate, 35.9% uh, fly ball rate. Um, he has had a higher fly ball rate throughout the minors, um, so we may uh, see that number increase a little bit. There are questions about Phillips's playing time. There is only so many, so much room in the outfield. You already have Alex Gordon, uh, Jorge Bonifacio. And now Brian Goodwin there. So not sure how many at-bats he will get with the Royals this year. But in deeper leagues, it is an intriguing power-speed combination, especially stolen bases playing for the Royals. They're already out of it. He'll probably get the green light. So that will be very interesting to watch. Uh, so obviously the K percentage is a, a huge issue and makes him a very big batting average Liability. He's stronger in OBP leagues because of the great plate discipline and solid walk rate. Um, but again, really only looking at him at this point um, in deeper leagues, 15 teams uh, maybe, uh, and, and then higher than that. The last player I'm going to cover is a little bit of a, a very deep league guy, somebody just to monitor over the next little bit, and that's Jacoby Jones of the Tigers. In 338 plate appearances, he's batting 206, 37 runs, 7 home runs, 22 RBI, and 8 stolen bases. So power speed guy, 4.7% walk rate, 30.5% K rate. So both of those numbers, uh, not necessarily what we want to see, about 4% below league average, um, 4, 4.5% uh, below uh, league average for the walk rate, and then about uh, seven, 
8% below average for the strikeout rate. It's got a 38.6% O swing, so not very good, 8% worse than league average. His Z contact, though, is right around league average at 84.7%, hard contact at 37%, slightly above average, and the same with his fly ball percentage at 36.2%. Now, he has been unlucky this year, 233 expected average with that 206 uh, batting average, uh, which which is kind of a little bit what... Um, you know, my speculative uh, uh, addition of Jones to the podcast um, is all about. So he has been a little unlucky. He's got eight home runs on 7.8 expected home runs. Batting, batted ball profile, 22.7% line drive, 41.1% ground ball, and 36.2% fly ball. Uh, one of the reasons his batting average is so low is that he just hits too many fly balls and pop-ups. 31% of his balls in play are fly balls, which can be good, but often are outs, and then pop-ups, which are pretty much automatic outs. Where he gets intriguing is that over the last 15 games, his O-swing is down considerably to 33.6%, so only about 30, uh, 3% uh, below league average. His Z-contact um, is at uh, 81%, but here's where it get in- gets interesting. 54.5% hard hit rate coupled with a 50% uh, fly ball rate. Now, those two numbers are really solid. And with the improving plate discipline, he just might be a guy who towards the end of the season, uh, you may want to just monitor and kind of see what happens with him. Because if he gets hot, it could result in some really, uh, really nice value out of a surprising place. Now, over his last 15 games, he's only batting 114 with five runs, uh, one uh, home run, one RBI, and one stolen base. He's obviously been terrible recently, but again, that hard hit rate, that fly ball rate, uh, the decent contact rate, and then that improving um, plate discipline is just something to monitor uh, on your waiver wire. See how he's doing, and don't be afraid to uh, grab him. Uh, if he shows some signs of getting hot, particularly since there's some positive regression uh, potentially there as well. So that uh, wraps up Jacoby Jones and our hitters uh, for the waiver wire. Again, you know, I don't uh, cover everybody who's probably on your waiver wire, but I like to get in depth on some interesting names. So hopefully uh, you find this helpful. Next up, we're going to talk about Uh, four pitchers who are displaying some either intriguing skills or um, have uh, some opportunities to help out fantasy teams uh, down the stretch. thrown in this sad cello vibe because we are going to talk about waiver wire pitchers. Uh, Pitchers who are already on fantasy teams are depressing enough to talk about uh, right now. Uh, It's just just a brutal pitching landscape, and so anytime you're talking about waiver wire ads, uh, it is some scary business. So let's throw it. We'll throw in that that sad cello. It is beautiful too, so maybe you'll find uh, a gem here among the uh, waiver wire pitchers. So first up is Derek Holland. 
I actually mentioned him a while back, I think on episode six, talking about pitchers who were displaying uh, really strong skills. He got moved to the bullpen, but the skills have continued to be strong. Over his last five games, he's got an 18.3% swinging strike rate, swinging strike rate, which is awesome. Uh, he's got a 42.2% O swing, which is also awesome. Uh, that is about 12% above the average. The swinging strike rate is about uh, 8%, uh, 7.5% above league average. So those are awesome. He's got a first pitch strike rate of 75%, which is about 15% league average. As you can see, the skills are pretty phenomenal. His zone percentage is uh, low at 38.9%, about 4%, 4.5% below league average, but that very high O swing uh, more than compensates for that. Now, what's important to remember about uh, these numbers is that only two of his last five appearances have been starts for Holland, but they've both been great, actually. Um, he's got 12 innings pitched in those two starts, so six innings a pop, uh, 12 Ks, and then only one earned run uh, giving a, given up in those 12 frames. Uh, overall, over those last five appearances, he's got 16 innings pitched, 19 Ks, a 113 ERA, a .69 whip, and a 277 XFIP, uh, as well as a 283 expected WOBA. So he is uh, overall just pitching really, really well. One of the reasons for that and for the really solid skills is that he is throwing his slider and his cutter on about 45% of his pitches. Both of them have get a ton of whiffs, uh, 19% for the slider and 17% uh, for the curve, um, which is terrific. Uh, he's also been throwing that curve a lot more. It's his best pitch, uh, which is really great to see. Now, obviously, um, the skills are phenomenal. The results have also been phenomenal for Holland recently. He's definitely worth a shot. Uh, those two really strong pitches uh, give him a good opportunity uh, to um, to thrive, as you've seen, and then he should stay in the rotation as long as he continues to throw uh, or to, to pitch well. Um, others in the Giants rotation are not, uh, or they are injured, and so hopefully Holland can take this opportunity and run with it. Holland's somebody that I definitely want to own in 15-team leagues. Even in 12-team leagues, I'm looking at him uh, as a streamer, um, and if he does pitch well in the next couple outings and sticks in that rotation, he may even be somebody uh, that should be owned in all 12-team uh, leagues. Next up, because how sad would it be not to have a, a royal disgust on the, on, the, on the pitcher side of the waiver wire, is uh, Willie Peralta or Wiley Peralta. I'm not uh, quite sure which one it is. I got uh, some questions about Peralta. Uh, uh, Willie Peralta on Twitter. Um, so thought I'd just give some quick comments. Definitely a closer I'm, I really want to stay away from uh, despite getting save opportunities right now. There's a ton of warning signs. Very low swinging strike rate at 8.1%. Um, his highest K rate in recent memory is 19.3%, which is last year. That's well below league average. So the strikeouts are not going to be there. From a batted ball perspective, he's giving up 51.6% hard hit rate and only a 9.7% uh, 
soft hit rate. So that hard hit rate is about 16% above league average, and the soft hit rate is about half of league average. So not good. Uh, he's also got a low O swing at 27% and a lone zone percentage at 40%. So he has control issues despite a 66% first pitch strike rate. So if you're desperate and you really, really need saves, just be aware of the risks, uh, the, the risk that you're taking on uh, if you uh, add uh, Peralta uh, for the saves. Next up is uh, Trevor Richards of the Miami Marlins uh, rookie pitcher. Uh, Richards, over his last three starts, the skills are nice, 11.2% swinging strike rate, about half a percentage point above league average, 33.7% O swing, about 3% above league average, 62% first pitch strike rate, about 2% above uh, league average. His zone rate is pretty low down at 34.8%. That is about uh, 9, 8.5% below league average. Some of it is compensated for by the uh, O swing percentage, but um, uh, not entirely, as he definitely has had control issues. One really positive development for Richards, and one of the reasons why I think he's been pitching better recently, is that his best pitch is his changeup. It's nasty. Um, it gets a 22.4% swinging strike rate and a 48.9% O swing, uh, which is uh, awesome. He's throwing that 38.3% of his pitches. It's really surged, um, which is great to see. Over his last three starts, in terms of results, he's got a 16 and a third inning. Uh, pitched 15 strikeouts, a 1.65 ERA. That whip, because of the control issues, is still pretty high at 1.29, but not terrible off the waiver wire. Mentioned the changeup and some of the skills there, which are terrific. It also has a 63 WRC plus with a 254 WOBA, so both great. And then it's got a 1.5, it's got a plus 1.5 pitch value per 100 pitches, uh, which is also solid. These numbers, uh, the numbers for his results also didn't include yesterday's start, uh, which was really strong, and he had 10 swinging strikes on his changeup uh, in that start um, out of 36 changeups, I believe it was, which is, which is great. So control is definitely an issue for Richards. There's uh, a decent amount of risk involved there, but that increased usage of his changeup is really promising. The skills are really promising. So if you are looking for somebody in deeper leagues, like 15-team leagues, um, who may not quite be on the radar yet, I think Richards may be a guy uh, that you uh, want to take a look at and may be worth adding. Not sure if I'd feel comfortable giving him a start. Um, depends on who uh, the next matchup is. I may want to see it for another start or so before fully buying him and in and inserting him into the lineup and taking on that risk of his control issues. The last pitcher we're going to cover in depth is Jeffrey uh, Ramirez of the Orioles. Over his last three uh, starts, he's got 14.4% swinging strike rate, which is awesome. 33.7% O swing, which is great. 59.7% zone rate, uh, which is, uh, uh, or first pitch strike, sorry, which is right around league average. Um, and then a 39.2% zone rate. So about uh, 3 4% below league average, 
but again, the O swing helps to compensate for some of that at 33.7% or 3% above league average. That swinging strike rate of 14.4% is about 4% above league average and is terrific. In those last three starts, he's got 14 innings pitched, 17 strikeouts, a 4.5 ERA, and a 1.5 whip. Um, he's got two uh, strong, or at least from a skills perspective, strong pitches. His changeup has a 21.7% swinging strike rate and a 38.3% O swing, which is awesome. It does have a negative uh, pitch value of 0.5 uh, per 100 pitched, and that is because of some of the contact uh, that folks are getting when they do make contact. His slider is his best pitch, 16.3% swinging strike rate, which is solid, 37.7% O-swing, which is solid, uh, and a, then a 3.5 uh, plus 3.5 pitch value per 100, which is really good um, for that slider. The challenge for Ramirez is that he uh, doesn't really have a fastball. He doesn't have any hard stuff that he can throw uh, with success. It's getting crushed with a 962 OPS against, uh, at the time that I did this, his WRC plus against that pitch and his WOBA against that pitch were not available. So I'm using that OPS um, and 962 uh, is not good. Ramirez reminds me a lot of a guy that I did on the last waiver wire podcast, um, Felix Pena of the Anaheim Angels, uh, because they really only both have two pitches that they can go to. Uh, Pena, one of them um, uh, is his fastball, uh, but for Ramirez, uh, it is not. He's definitely got intriguing skills, which is great, but I do see limited upside with Ramirez. He's really only throwing a maximum of five innings pitched, uh, so he's got low innings pitched. Even though the Ks are there, uh, they're not going to be very high. He also plays on the Orioles, which is not good. He's very much going to limit those uh, wins, especially when he's only going five innings pitched. And the lack of a decent fastball, uh, I think, uh, could prove uh, somewhat disastrous for him um, and I think subjects him to some of those just really bad, you know, two innings pitched, six earned run uh, type of starts. Um, it would be nice to see him increase the slider. He may, uh, that might be a, a really good development if we could see something like that happen. It hasn't happened yet. So overall, Ramirez is a guy, you know, if you're desperate uh, in deeper leagues like 15 teamers, uh, you could take a shot at him uh, just to see if he can continue and sustain what he's done so far. Um, but limited upside given the innings pitched issues and the fact he pitches uh, for the Orioles in the AL East. A couple other uh, little tidbits I wanted to mention before we wrap up. Um, uh, Isaiah uh, Kinner-Falefa uh, is now catcher eligible uh, in most leagues after catching his 10th game. So that might be something that you, if you're looking for a, a catcher too, uh, he would be a decent shot, especially since he steals bases. I believe he has seven stolen bases this year. So just something to be aware of. Um, Another thing to look at is folks who could take over closer roles as a result of the primary closers getting traded by the deadline. Um, Trevor Hildenberger on the Twins, if Fernando Rodney goes. Haven't seen much speculation there. Um, Rodney has not been pitching well, but just something to consider. Uh, maybe that's just something I'm worried about as I own Rodney pretty much everywhere. 
Uh, Drew Steckenrider, there's been rumors that he may go himself, but the price is high because he's a controllable reliever. Uh, more likely that Barraclaw goes, and he might step in there. Jace Fry um, is the most likely to take over for the White Sox closer role, according to a lot of sources, although it could really go um, any way for them. And then Jordan Hicks, uh, if Bud Norris gets moved, which I would expect that to happen only because of you know the recent article and kerfuffle that may or may not have contributed to Matheny uh, getting the boot in St. Louis. Seems like it might be a nice little refresh uh, to get Norris out of there, and Jordan Hicks would be the one to own in that situation. There's also some guys that I've covered in previous podcasts. Um, Jordan Zimmerman of the Tigers. He's got one start against the A's. Not the best matchup, uh, but he's been throwing uh, decently well. He's been getting some bad luck on balls in play, um, but he is um, somebody that I feel comfortable throwing out there still. Annabelle Sanchez I also covered uh, on episode uh, six, I believe. Uh, He is um, solid, and he's got a two-start week against uh, Marlins and the Mets, which is great. Tyler Anderson, probably owned by now, but also covered him in episode six. Uh, Solid uh, addition. Jorge Bonifacio is a hitter. He actually has not been hitting well since I mentioned him uh, in episode nine, uh, but somebody who you could look at, though with the logjam and outfield in the Royals, I might take a little bit of a step back from that. Nick Williams, also a guy... I believe I covered him in episode nine a couple weeks back. He is uh, a guy that I uh, like a lot. He's got some improved plate discipline. He's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting it in the air more. Um, and he, he, he bats uh, sixth, generally speaking, sometimes fifth, in a pretty stacked and OBP-stacked uh, Phillies lineup. So RBIs are something uh, that he can uh, definitely get you. So that is it uh, for uh, hitters, uh, pitchers, uh, potentially on the waiver wire, as well as some possible closers and folks that I've covered in previous episodes. Back to some uh, mellow beats uh, to take us out here. Thank you so much. Uh, for listening. That's going to wrap it up for episode 16 of the Bat Flip Crazy podcast. We covered some waiver wire hitters and pitchers. Uh, Definitely check out uh, episodes 3, 6, and 9 for other waiver wire uh, possibilities. You can follow me on Twitter at Bat Flip Crazy. Definitely hit me up if you have any questions about waiver wire folks or If you'd like me to spotlight a player or have a question you'd like me to cover uh, on one of the upcoming podcasts uh, or via Twitter, happy to do that. You can also reach me on Instagram, BatFlipCrazy, Facebook, BatFlipCrazyFantasy, YouTube, search for BatFlipCrazy, and the blog is BatFlipCrazy.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Uh, fabbing slash waiver wiring uh, adventures and best of luck with your uh, fantasy baseballing.